Shalom. Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Well, shalom everyone. Uh, this is Brother Gideon Levitam with the Holy Scriptures in Israel. And uh, this session, I would like to continue the study together with you of the 23rd chapter of the book of Vaikra in Hebrew, which is Leviticus in the English language. Uh, this beautiful uh, 23rd chapter helps us to understand the plan and the program of God for Israel and, of course, for the whole nations of the world. We might say for the nation of Israel, for the church, the body of Messiah, and the whole world. If you remember in a previous uh, session together, we dealt with the fact that God said in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocation, even these are my feasts. To remind you that God have said to Moshe, to Moses, the lawgiver, who were there on a mountain receiving from God Torah Moshe, Torah Elohim, the law of God, the law of Moses, to give to a nation, Israel, the Jewish people, the Hebrews who came out of Egypt, and now they are there before Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, receiving the law from God. And it is so beautiful to see that when God had given Israel the Torah, the law, he didn't only give Israel the Torah for no purpose, because the law was given to our forefathers to point our forefathers and the rest of the nation of Israel throughout the generation to the coming of the Redeemer, the Mashiach, the Messiah. And so as God is instructing Moshe concerning this, he began by saying that these are his feasts, not Israel's, not the nations of the world, not yours or even mine. These are his feasts. And so in these feasts, he gives instruction, and before he even giving those Seven feasts that will be every year in a cycle. He gives them one weekly feast that is called Shabbat. In English, we say Sabbath, but Hebrew speakers call it Shabbat day. We read in the very same Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 3, we read six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein, it is the Shabbat day of the Lord in all your dwellings. So you see, beloved friend, as God gave Israel those seven feasts, he even doesn't begin with those feasts which Israel will keep every year. 
he gave them a weekly feast, and that feast called Shabbat. And clearly, you notice that from this passage, that he clearly called that name Shabbat. And it is not the first day of the week, but the seventh day of the week. The Bible never gives any other name to any other day of the week except the seventh day. Sadly, of course, we who um, know today, uh, speak the English language, hear so many times of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, names that we are using every time. But if you notice, every name that we have here that was given to the nation, in the nations of the world, is a name that are given after either the sun, Sunday, the moon, or even any names that were given other names of gods, idols. So like you have uh, the, the, the day of uh, Tiu, Tuesday, uh, the day of Woden, this is the, 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 the chief god. And all the, the days of uh, Friday, which is Freya, this is the goddess of love, this is Venus. Saturday, the god, the day of Saturn, the Roman god. While in the scripture, we only have one day of the week that has a name, and this is the seventh day, and it's called Shabbat. Now, interestingly, that uh, the first time we find the name Shabbat mentioned in Scripture, it is found in Genesis. And I want to turn with you just to Genesis chapter 2, and I want to read these verses, the first few verses of the uh, second chapter, where we read, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them, and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, we read, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified because that in it the, uh, he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So already in the second chapter of the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis, we find out that God gave a name to the seventh day and he called it that day Shabbat. He never gave to any other day of the week any name. It's simply Yom Echad, Yom Sheni, Yom Shlishi, Yom Ravii, Yom Chamishi, Yom Shishi. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, and to the seventh day he gave that name called Rest. Shabbat. Shabbat simply means lashevet, to sit down, to strike, to cease from work. And God simply finished the work of creation and ceased from work. He didn't cease from work because he was tired. He simply finished the work of creation and on the seventh day he did not work. He ceased from the work of creation. Now, it is very interesting that throughout the scripture, we do not find God ever commending anyone, whether it is Adam, Adam Vechava, or whether it is a Hevel, his son, or whether it is Noach, or whether it is Abraham, 
Yitzchak, Yaakov. You don't find in the book of Genesis God ever commanding any one of these men to keep that day as a day of rest. Now, he may have given to them. We don't read it in Scripture, but what we do read in the Word of God, that in the by the time Israel come out of bondage, out of slavery, into freedom, to be a redeemed nation under the blood, now that they have arrived to Hal Sinai, Mount Sinai, now God give Israel Torah Elohim, Torah Moshe, the law of Moses. And in this law, God have inaugurated, included the seventh day, the Shabbat day, with the law to his people, Israel. It's mentioned already in Exodus chapter uh, 16 in relationship to the man, the provision of God, that God did not want Israel to go and work on the uh, seventh day by collecting the food, the man that he provided, the bread from heaven. He didn't want them to do it on the Shabbat day, so he said to them on the sixth day, you will collect twice for two days. Because on the Shabbat, I want you to cease from work and don't be occupied now with anything else but have your body rested your mind rested your heart rested your soul occupied with God because God obviously speaking to Israel and through Israel to the nations of the world that one day God will provide a rest a Shabbat rest not only spiritual rest which we all need, but eternal rest, a rest that will be final, with no longer pain and sore and work and labor and sweat and all that which cause us to have unrest. And so we read in Exodus chapter uh, uh, 20, and I would like to read this verse for us. In Exodus chapter 20, God said to Israel, in one of the Ten Commandments, the Fourth Commandment, he says, Remember the Shabbat day to keep it holy. God said to Israel, he gave the law to the people of Israel. And he says, Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but on the seventh day is the Shabbat of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. He continues on and he says in verse 11 of Exodus chapter 20, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested Shabbat, the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Shabbat day and hallowed it. In other words, he set apart the Shabbat day, and he gave this to the nation of Israel, to the Hebrews who came out of the land of Egypt and to our, the descendants of our fathers. And so for the Jewish people, for the nation of Israel, the Shabbat day is a God-given command because God wanted his people to enjoy his presence, to have fellowship with him while the rest of the world is still worshipping all sort of idols and gods, pagans in a world that did not know yet the true and living God. 
Now that is, of course, in the plan of God, because after all, our own fathers, we read that Abraham was a Syrian ready to perish. He was worshiping other gods. But by election, God had chosen Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He brought them to himself, not because they were better than other people, but simply by divine design. That's what God have done, not what men have done. That's the sovereignty of God. Even you and I who are believers in the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, we were chosen in the Messiah before the foundation of the world. This is God's work. It's not man's work. So the Shabbat was given to a people whom he had chosen, the earthly people Israel, to whom he was going to give a land, the land of Canaan, forever to be belonged to them because God planned it, not because men have chosen it. Notice in Exodus chapter 31 that God have reminded Israel especially from verse 12 to verse 17, that this Shabbat day will serve to be a sign between God and Israel. Notice, and the Lord spake unto Moshe, saying, Speak unto uh, thou unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my Shabbat ye shall keep, for it is, notice that verse 13, it is a sign, it is ought between me and you throughout your generation that ye may know that I am Jehovah that doth sanctify you. Notice that I sanctify you. I set you apart. So in order for you to remember that I chosen you to be a people to me, this is the sign of your relationship with me. This is fascinating, my dear friend. That's why it is so important for the uh, the conservative people of Israel to keep the Shabbat because they understood that from Scripture in such a way. Chosen people need to submit to the one whom they have been chosen by. Of course, unfortunately, things have gone sour because you know how it is. When men began to develop all sorts of their own ideas. So what God initially had given became almost like a works system. When God given strictly something to enjoy and to keep in a sense of enjoying his presence, men by nature, because we have a sin nature, we incline to develop it and do something else. Well, it's very similar in Christendom today, isn't it? Where God gave the simple way whereby a person can be saved and enjoy a relationship with the Messiah, Yeshua. These last 2,000 years of church history proven to be just the same. Sadly, we all fail. But in Scripture we see that God initially intended to give Israel a time to reflect on what he is and what he has done, and ultimately to give them a message of a coming rest that will happen in a messianic kingdom where Israel eventually will be restored and the Messiah will reign as king of kings and lord of lords. Well, notice that. In Exodus chapter 31, we also read again how serious it was because God says, he says, ye shall keep the Shabbat 
Therefore, for it is a holy unto you, everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. That's not something that they could just carry on and defile it because God says he will be put them to death. For whosoever doth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh day is a Shabbat of rest holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work on the Shabbat day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat to observe the Shabbat throughout their generation, a perpetual covenant. It is a sign, ought, between me and the children of Israel. Notice that he doesn't say it is between me and the church or the assembly or between me and the world. No, between me and the children of Israel. Now, of course, we know very well that there's a lot of challenges over the generation during the church age, and people are wondering whether we, the believers in Yeshua, the Messiah, are to uh, keep the Shabbat day or not. But here it is, brothers and sisters and dear friends, this is very, very important to understand. While the Shabbat day was given to Israel, all the feasts were given to Israel to point to the coming Messiah. And as we will study the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus, you will notice that in the plan and the program of God, God knew very well that when the Messiah will come, he will not be accepted at his first coming. And that eventually he's going to come again and he will give that promise Shabbat rest of the messianic kingdom to israel and to all the world in the future day and you will see as we go along through the 23rd a chapter of the book of leviticus but it is very interesting that when yeshua the messiah was here on earth he constantly was challenged by the spiritual leaders of our people with respect to the Shabbat day. When he healed on the Shabbat, why do you heal on the Shabbat day? When he had a person was needed the help, why does he carry his bed on a Shabbat day? When the disciples walk and gleaned because they were hungry, why are they gleaning and taking food in the Shabbat day? And the Lord had to remind them, Yeshua the Messiah had to remind them in Mark chapter 2 and verse 27 that the Shabbat was made for men and not men for the Shabbat because what happened, beloved friend, is when we go beyond what God intended in his word, it becomes you might say, a religious system in everything that we do. If we don't do it from the heart, and if we don't do it as with understanding the purpose behind it, then it becomes merely a religion. We can keep a day, but neglect our heart relationship with the living God. That's the sad thing. It happened historically among our people of Israel, but we know it happened 
in Christendom, Christianity, the same thing, and in all man-made religion. The problem with us is that we often do not find a healthy a spiritual balance in the learning of the Word of God, and it become we become very much, you might say, such an observance of days and observance of all kind of things and not having a right understanding of God's ways. You notice that in the same second chapter of Mark, Yeshua said to the spiritual leaders of our nation, he said, therefore the Son of Man is Lord of the, of the Shabbat. What does he mean by that? The Son of Man is Yeshua the Messiah. He is the Son of Man, Ben HaAdam. It's a messianic title. The Messiah, the Redeemer, was the eternal Son of God who became a man. He gave the Shabbat. And now that he is on earth, he kept the Shabbat. He is the Lord, Adon HaShabbat. While the rest failed. And many things have been introduced as to how to keep the Shabbat day. And it had been said that there are over a thousand, over 1,500 commandments by the spiritual leaders as to how to keep the Shabbat day, while God said that he gave the Shabbat day, as it says here in Mark, a chapter a 2, that Yeshua said, that the Shabbat was made for men and not men for the Shabbat. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, the early believers, Jewish believers, they have rested on a Shabbat day because they understood that the Shabbat day was the seventh day of the week and they are to rest on a Shabbat day. But when they became believers in Yeshua the Messiah, the reason that they also remember Yeshua, they remember the Lord Jesus, the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, on the first day of the week, which the world called today Sunday, it's not the day of the sun, it is the first day of the week. So they gather themselves together to remember the Lord Yeshua the Messiah because now, that he rose on the first day of the week, they are now redeemed. They are on a new ground. They are redeemed. They are forgiven. On the ground of redemption, they gather together to remember the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, in his death, burial, and resurrection. To remind you that Scripture shows us that at the end of the Shabbat, Matthew chapter 28, verse one, in the end of the Shabbat, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, these, these ladies, Mary Magdalene and other Marys and so on, came to the sepulcher there in Yerushalayim to see the place where Yeshua was laid. But you know, the angel told them in verse 5, the angel answered and said unto them, unto the women, Fear ye not, for I know that you seek Yeshua, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. So the Messiah rose on the first day of the week, which biblically, this is so important to understand, the first day of the week does not begin after midnight, but according to Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 32, 
it does say, from even to even you shall celebrate your Shabbat. In other words, biblically speaking, every new day began at evening after sundown, which means that when the Shabbat, the seventh day, ended, after sundown, on that seven days, immediately the first day of the week began, and the Messiah rose on the first day of the week. And that resurrection of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, became a ground upon which all believers, since that time of his resurrection, since the time of the coming of the Spirit of God to form the body of Christ, the body of Messiah, since that time onward, believers have gathered themselves to remember the Messiah in his death and resurrection. Now, it is very interesting. While the early Jewish believers kept the Shabbat, because they were Jewish, that was what God gave to our forefathers. But now they understood that because the Messiah came, he became their Shabbat. And even though they haven't gone through the rabbinical views, they have rested on the Shabbat day, but they remembered Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, their Lord and Savior, on the first day of the week, simply because they are now finding themselves on a new ground, the ground of resurrection. And together with Gentiles believers, united in the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, they remember the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, in his death, burial, and resurrection. We read that an evening meeting was in Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, upon the first day of the week. Now notice that, the first day of the week. When does the first day of the week begin? Saturday, the seventh day after sundown. When the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. This is Acts 20, verses 7 and 8. Very interesting. The meeting was an evening meeting. Shabbat ended Saturday evening after sundown. They were gathered together. And when Paul came to this assembly at Troas, he wanted to remember Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, in his death, burial, and resurrection. They gathered together, and he spoke to them until midnight. It didn't begin at 9 o'clock in the morning, until 9 o'clock in the evening, 12 hours, plus another 3 hours until midnight. No, it was an evening meeting, Saturday after sundown, the first day of the week, biblically. Many lights in the upper chamber. And Yeshua, the Messiah, was remembered by the Apostle Paul and the brothers and sisters there in Troas. Beautiful to see. So now while people are struggling whether we should keep Shabbat, not keep Shabbat, we realize that the Shabbat was given to Israel as a nation, as a sign of the covenant that God made with our forefathers, the people of Israel. By the way, if you will read in Isaiah chapter 66, you will notice that once the Messiah is going to come at his second coming and he will ex be accepted by the people of Israel, by the Jewish people in the land of Israel, and he will establish the Messianic kingdom, 
people from all over the nations of the world during the thousand year, years reign of the Messiah will come to worship from Shabbat to Shabbat, as Isaiah 66 mentioned. They will come to worship him, to worship God in the land of Israel. But the Shabbat rest is not only speaking about the Messianic kingdom, but it also, beloved brothers and sisters and my dear friends, speaks about a future day when there will be this eternal rest, eternal Shabbat, which only believers can enjoy. They're going to enjoy one day when they will cease from any, you might say, any labor that sin brought upon us all. The Hebrew writer, very interesting, wrote to the early Jewish believers in the book of Hebrews. Those Jewish believers knew that the Shabbat was given to their forefathers through Torah Moshe, the law of Moses. But now that they are belonging to the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, they could rest on the seventh day. But they understood that the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, became their Savior and Lord, and together with all believers from every people, tongues, and nation, they have the hope of eternal rest, eternal Shabbat. We read in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There is a future rest that is yet the eternal rest that, that the people of God who are already redeemed and saved today and belong to him today. But there is a day coming where we are going to enjoy this eternal rest. But that eternal rest was based or we could enjoy it and we will receive it because we have embraced the finished work of the Lord of the Shabbat, the Lord Yeshua Jesus, who died for us in order to bring us to God. He became the spiritual Shabbat rest for all who believe on him. You remember what he said? And I'm going to close with this. In Matthew chapter 11, Yeshua gave us an invitation and he said, and I would link that to the Shabbat rest. Notice that Matthew chapter 11, Yeshua said in the last verses, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is the spiritual rest of salvation. The spiritual Shabbat, Lashevet, to sit, to cease from working. Spiritual rest. People try to find rest, Shabbat rest with God by works. They're working, they're doing something, they're trying to earn their salvation. But beloved friend, our salvation rest, our Shabbat rest, our spiritual rest, is found in a single person, and that person's name is Yeshua, 
Jesus, who loved you, who loved me, who loved the whole world and was willing to come down to this world to give his life a ransom for many. He is our Shabbat rest today. Therefore, let us be occupied with him and recognize that our eternal rest, our spiritual rest and eternal rest link with this wonderful person. This is the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of this world. Well, my dear friend, may the Lord speak to you and lead you to find that Shabbat rest in the Messiah, in Yeshua, in the Lord Jesus the Messiah, and have this hope of the eternal rest that is soon to come. God bless you. Shalom, shalom.